Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Yeah, that was quite surprising. You, they, you think you would stagger them, but they literally came in nose to tail together. I mean, I know they're in different classes, but it just makes things slightly more complicated. You know, can you get the cars out at the right time? Is, is car B going to be available for car A? I mean, the, the, the pro car, which is uh, the car nearer pit out, was in first. The spurt of fuel comes out, and off he goes, the 23, and there go the 27. That's actually worked really, really well. That's that's kind of the equivalent almost of a kind of a, of a IMSA double stack. I have to give, I'm going to have to give a nine and a half out of ten for that because I thought that was a bad idea. They've done it perfectly, to be honest. I, I suppose so long as the first car rolls first, you're going to be all right. As the second car can just follow them out, and they've choreographed that pretty well, to be honest. There's a bit of a tiptoe around that first corner. Not as hard as it used to be when the pit lane speed limiter came off before you went round the inside of turn one but even with that a big sideways slidey moment for Marco Sorensen in the number 27 car and he was still on the pit lane speed limiter at that point I mean that that tells you how hard these guys are having to work and concentrate it's not just an easy cruise out of the pits no did we did, did Elio Castanovas have a spin at that yesterday during the practice session yes and then he drove the wrong way down the pit yeah. lane he got a five minute penalty for it they didn't serve it all uh, Simon Pagenaud got in the car did a couple of laps and came in and did the last minute of it not Elio was uh, fairly lucky actually um, in all of that um, driving the wrong way up the uh, up the pit lane uh, Corvette in, Nick Dearman yeah it's a full service tyres driver fuel I think it's Antonio getting back in the car um, so they are running well with this, uh, well, looking like a swan song for the entire year, isn't it, for this uh, detuned uh, GTLM car? But uh, obviously, what the car doesn't know is about all oh, 200 yards to the left of it is its replacement. So don't tell it because it might break down. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, a couple of people asking about the green lights behind cars on the back end of the cars. That's a great noise. I should have talked over that. Apologies. Blimey, Charlie. Uh, Nick Dearman, did you get a face full of Michelin there? I, I quite like a new rib cage. that's possible. That's impressive, isn't it? That's unbelievable. I, 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 Joe went, wow. Went, oh, Joe, you're being such a... Oh, no, that is, that is pretty impressive stuff. Uh, the green light behind uh, some of the cars that are out there that's when the bronze driver's in the car, is it, uh, Jeremy? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is, yes. Yeah. I must admit, I hadn't been aware of that one before. Is that, is that new for them for this year? I don't remember that before. But. Yeah. Um, I think it's all keyed into the driver uh, IDs, which most cars that I've driven with driver IDs, you've had to flick it round. It's a good it comes idea. With, comes with your, your driver plug, your helmet plug now. There's a RFID chips are everywhere. Um, no conspiracy theories here, mind you. I'm just saying they are handy. Uh, they are really handy. Uh, and this from a Twitter account called Max Verstappen's Therapist. I, I had to do that there. Has Corvette Racing dropped the C number R? 
nomenclature for their onward racing lineup. The new car, if I, if I get my binoculars out, it's actually the actual nomenclature is on the wall, and it is sitting there as the, G, the new GT3. Oh, they've taken it off and just put the stars and stripes there. I'm pretty certain it is the the. Now get this right. Z06 GT.3 R. Or GT3.R, sorry. GT3.R. Uh, I, I stand to be corrected um, for that. I, I, I don't think it's called an, another... It's not another C8R. It's effectively... It is a C8 body shape, but it's the Z06. Yeah, that's very complicated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, penalty coming. Uh, it's just a drive-through. That's the MDK Porsche. Mm. Too many crew over the wall considered working on the car. Um, it might be... You might have been, I don't know what he would have been doing, quite frankly. But uh, you're, not allowed, you're only allowed uh, so many people over the wall, and any, any more than that for any reason that is not unapproved, you're going to get a penalty. That's so for number 53 car, so that's going to come out of, uh, it's running in 10th position in the GCD Pro class. About three laps, four laps now behind the leaders. Let's have a word with Tommy Milner out of the Corvette, number three. Tommy, it seems to be, um, well, it's very busy out there, but going okay for Corvette at the moment. Yeah, going okay. Uh, not super happy with those two stints there for me. The first one was a bit of a struggle with some tire pressure stuff. Second one was better, but still not as quick as the leaders were. So we're uh, playing strategy as we can. I mean, whenever some of these guys want to go, that want to go by us, they can. So... Uh, yeah, kind of as we thought. We're a little better, I think, than we thought initially. But uh, yeah, the second once once the Aston, the Merc are behind me, and they want to get by, they just turn it up real quick and go, and then slow down again. Are you, are you still are you still trace, chasing tire pressures, tire temperature, tire setup, or is it? I think we just had a mistake. Um, the the right rear of my first stint was super high. Second stint was fine, so. Obviously, as the temperature drops, you got to change a little bit for that. And then the uh, IMS is pretty strict on tire pressures. If you go too low, you get one warning, and then after that, you get a, a drive-through penalty. So just being careful there. I mean, the good news is we're going to have very consistent temperatures over the night. So if you get it right now, it'll stay right for about nine hours. Yeah, yeah, certainly. You know, I mean, this is going to be the the nicest 24 hours weather-wise we've had in a long time. That's for sure. With with temps not getting much colder than this right now. So that'll be nice for sure. Um, just simplifies the race a little bit, which is cool. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, coming out of that a bit early because we've got a problem and an impact with the wall, albeit quite a slow one, but there'd been an impact before that for the TDS racing number 11. Oh, that is the P2 leader. He's been into the wall before the chicane at Le Mans and right and right front and right rear suspension broken uh, and that is Stephen Thomas who started the car and that is the leader, that car is severely damaged I Jeremy I think he just came out of the pits John oh really? Yep. Yep. That was. I think that was his outlap well 
if that is the case he's just lost it I think under braking for turn 7 and clipped the wall Nick Damon more GTP stops yeah a bit early because they've obviously predicted that big accident's going to cause a yellow we've got the Whelan having a Whelan 31 uh, Cadillac having a full service as far as fuel's concerned We've had a kind of a splash from the 10, that's the uh, Codicum Col- Nolta car, and the, uh, the 60. Uh, oh, what? that was a bit of an, a, an aggressive entry there. So with the 60 Acura also, that's coming for a slightly longer fuel service. And if I say that, the O2 Cadillac arrives. So I'm, I'm assuming these are all early, uh, Jeremy, because I don't remember them being that long, and I think they're just taking advantage of why it's got a green flag situation. But well, we haven't gone yellow yet. Now the O2 is doing tyres as well. So the O2 is doing tyres, so that's interesting. So the Maya Shank car, I think, was just fuel. I don't think the 31 took tyres, but it's, it's a flurry of activity. But certainly, the O2 is taking tyres. That's the 0-2 Cadillac with uh, Alex Lynn at the wheel. And they're also having a bit of a peer in. I think they might do that thing where you have to get a, a chip out every couple of hours. Um, Data, the data stick, that's it. The chip isn't Getting a chip out sounds like they've got a takeaway, but no, they were getting the data stick out. <laughs> Um, okay, and there they go, and, they're all, and they've all done that. And at some point, I assume, oh, we've gone yellow, have we? We've gone full course yellow. Exactly as that car pulled out. So, stand by, Nick. We'll pack everybody up. This is for Stephen Thomas and the TDS LMP2 leader, it was. This is the yellow car on top with the red on the bottom. And uh, I have to say, once again, as we bring a guest into the studio to chat we've got gone full course yellow I'm, I am not having any blame attached to the director of motorsport North America for Michelin tyres Jason, Jason Anzalone hello Jason happy new year how uh, are you uh, happy new year I'm doing fantastic and uh, how, what sort of challenges have you had since the last time we were talking when uh, a, a petite, a petite yes. after petite in fact when we were about to go into that uh, GTP test and we were talking then all right um, a lot of water under the bridge since then, and a lot of things have had to be finalised. How's that gone? What's the iterative process that's gone on since October to when you had to say, right, that's it, here's your two tyre specs for Daytona? Yeah, no, it's a, a great question. We, you know, at, at that point in time, we were still developing the specs for the tyre. Uh, you know, after the test, we, you know, we, had to, we had to lock the spec for, for 23, but we learned a lot. You know, it's been a it's been a process, just like the OEMs uh, developing the car. The tire process is no no different. So, uh, you know, our engineers are hard at work trying to develop the best best product uh, to deliver top level performance. And I think we have brought uh, fantastic tire solutions here uh, at Daytona. Um, two different um, types of tire. I, I I won't say compounds or constructions because that that may not be correct. Two different tyres for two different scenarios here at Daytona. The LT, low temperature tyre, the HT, high temperature tyre. That's the easiest way to think about it. When was that decision made and in conjunction with what thought process, Jason? Yeah, so the... Because I should say for people who don't know, we've not typically had a choice for any of the categories since we went away from the confidential tyres for GTLM and certainly not since you've been the sole tyre supplier. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, so, John, our intent was to bring one tyre solution, one spec of tyre. Uh, after learning more about the tyre the warm-up, uh, we wanted to ensure that we provide a safe environment for, for drivers. Uh, and so this was a, a really being cautious in our approach uh, to, to, be, uh, to bring the tyres to the race. And so that's why we, we decided to bring 
the SLT and the SHT to, to Daytona. Uh, it will certainly be a, a case-by-case basis, but we believe that the only time we'll need the two-spec is here at Daytona. We believe everywhere else we'll be able to have one spec. Uh, and, and is that going to be the same for the WEC, or is that TBA? Uh, so they they have multiple multiple specs uh, in, in WEC for, for us. Uh, we we only have the, the plan for, for one spec. Uh, I'll ask you about the naming in a moment. Um, just a, a little update on Stephen. Stephen didn't lose it. He got clipped quite heavily from behind by the... 83 uh, Ferrari that is isn't it uh, uh, Lamborghini excuse me I mean, was that the no it wasn't it's it the wasn't Jan Dames car was the 83 83 I don't think it was the 83 my apologies it looked it looked like a, a Ferrari I may have misidentified that but there was definitely a uh, definitely a hit on the back uh, of that car and I'm sure that we'll be looking at that in race control next to us. Um, SLT, what's the, what's the, oh, Slick. Yeah, yes. Oh, that, do you know <laughs> exactly. what? I, I feel exactly. stupid for asking. <laughs> slick low temperature, Slick high temperature. <laughs> what's the, roughly speaking, what's the operating temperatures? And, and, and again, how did you decide that? Because we, I mean, at the moment, we're still sitting at 17 Celsius in the air. The forecast is saying it probably won't drop much below that all yeah. all through the night tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, the operating window to, to really uh, use the SLT uh, would be around 15 C. Okay. Uh, so we're so we're a little higher. We believe that people will still use them to save the, the SHTs for for tomorrow. Uh, but but yeah, it's a, a bit warmer than we expected here at Daytona. I, I had a question from uh, on, on Twitter from a guy called Mickey Heather on IMSA Radio Sync. Why was it time-dependent rather than somebody sitting watching the air temperature and going, right, now you can use those tyres? Yeah, well, it's it's really about, uh, you know, in collaboration with IMSA, our, our engineers and the IMSA technical team uh, saying that in this window, we believe that the temperature will drop uh, to to the operating window for the SLT tyre. And as we know, with your tyres, you said 15, but a couple of degrees either way we know how durable and and good your tires are in a range of temperatures uh, absolutely absolutely that's that's really the the start to wanting to use the slt tires 15c but of course there is a bit of range there and are you still giving the teams uh, an operating window in terms of pressures and cambers and things like that, including in the new GTP cars? Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, we're, we have precos uh, for, for the pre-cos, team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In the GTP class, just like GTD uh, and GTD Pro. Um, looking further forward then, do you feel that at any other races you will have to use the two the two-tire strategy? No, we, we, we believe, of course, we'll have to you know, assess the situation as time goes on, but we believe that the only time we need the two specs is here at Daytona, potentially at Petit, just because it's later in the year. Yes. Uh, but, but we believe that we can, we can do it with one spec. Now, before I let you go, I'll, I'll ask you about some facts and figures uh, at the end about how many tires you've brought because everybody always loves to, <laughs> to hear that and how many Michelin tire technicians are here embedded with the teams and indeed working fitting fitting tires uh, in, in the paddock there in the Michelin Michelin village. Um, what challenges have you had in dealing with the new GTP class? The, the cars are heavier. They produce a lap time in a different way. They're much quicker here, well over 200 miles an hour here, which we haven't seen for, for a long time. Um, and, of course, you've got the added complication of the rear tyres having to harvest 
and then deploy not just the internal combustion engine power, but also the energy from the hybrid. Has that caused you to have to think and where have you drawn the experience from to be able to get those tires right? Well, you know, cer certainly it's not been an easy challenge to, to, to overcome, but I, I would say in the beginning, there was a, a lot of lack of miles from, from the teams in testing. Of course. So, so we had to work uh, extra hard to figure out what was going to be the tire solution needed. Um, so, you know, it's a good, th good thing is Michelin has really smart engineers that, you know, are good with simulation, working with the teams, understanding what we need to bring to the track in order to, you know, obviously have reliability, durability, and deliver great performance for the teams. You, you've worked with... LMP1 in the hybrid era, you've worked with the hypercars in the, in the current era, even if it's not the same, has that guided how you've been able to say, we think this might be, this one here might be a good starting point? Yeah, I mean, again, the, the engineers understanding just just tires and, and compounds and, and all those years of experience, plus, you know, all the racing that we've done uh, in the past, certainly helped set us up for, for success here in GTP. Leaders in the pit lane, and that was a really good stop by the number 60, Mai Shank Acura, uh, and that, I think, has jumped everybody else who stopped. That car's already rolling yeah. and heading the way out. There's Nick a Dillman. reason for that. They came in and did a bit of a top-up, didn't they, under the, under the, just before we went yellow. Um, and so they actually all they had to do was put a bit, a bit of extra... Um, they, they stopped at the end with a red flag, with a red light, with extra fuel, and everyone else... In the, who's come in from the uh, GTP has, has done tyres. They've all put these uh, Michelin uh, low-temperature tyres on, I expect, and they've also taken fuel. So now everyone effectively is back on the square one, okay. um, with the slight exception that the 60 Acura has done three very slow laps in his tyres. OK, uh, there was some fluid going into... Which, uh, which car was that? I think it was the... Uh, I think it was the 0-1 Cadillac uh, Bordes uh, car. Shea Adam, a quick update from your end of things. I had the two lead cars from LMP2. The number 36 of Andretti Autosport came in and it was fuel only. And then Sean Creech Motorsport decided to copy them and did fuel only for their car as well. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Jensen uh, Anzalone, uh, Anzalone here with, uh, with us, the man at the head of uh, Michelin's motorsport program here in uh, in the US. Um, okay, I have one question um, before I ask you about numbers. If we are going to use two uh, two compounds, two different solutions again, can we have different coloured sidewalls so we can tell from up here where they are? <laughs> I, I'd say we're, we're working collaboratively with IMSA to maybe bring some more discovery to if, if we're having some, some different tyre options. Because you do, obviously you do have all that data because it's from the RFID chips on the way out, so you know whether the tyre's been used before and for how many laps. Yeah, correct, yeah. Is, is the, has it been discussed that that is is made available to us, the broadcasters, and potentially the fans through through Alcamel, or is it felt that that is too um, competitively confidential for the teams out there? No, I think it, again it would be a, a great addition to to the show, and and we are actively looking at how how to make uh, it, it come to life uh, collaboratively with IMSA. I like that idea. All right, give me the numbers then. How many tires? Uh, right, first of all, no, let's do the people first. How many people are here uh, in Michelin shirts, either embedded with the teams or working fitting tyres in the infield? Yeah, so so 20 tyre technicians with, with the teams, and then we have roughly 30, 
35 staff uh, fitting tires out there in the tire workshop. And how many tires did you bring down before we started the Raw last Friday? Yeah, so 18,000 tires here uh, over the last two weekends. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's not just for the WeatherTech Championship. No, that, that was right. for, for all championships that ran here at, during the Roar VP Sports Car Challenge, uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge, WeatherTech Challenge. Uh, so so it is uh, obviously a big undertaking, but we were up for task bringing all these tires. How's the global situation with that? Are, are we starting to get back to somewhere near normality? I know from just our road car tires how difficult it's been to get uh, Michelin pilots in in certain sizes yeah i would say there's light at the end of the tunnel we've obviously had have had some supply chain challenges like any other company uh over over the last few years but we believe that we're in a much better position today than we were last year and i think the future is bright where we'll continue to make progress before we let you go jason uh, shay adams got a question from the pit lane so we can do this we'll link up shay what do you want to know <laughs> hey jason uh, we run with certain other series who choose to run on other rubber let's say not naming any names this week, it has been all Michelin products in one form or another, with BF Goodrich being the tire of choice for the Mazda MX-5 Cup Challenge. It, does that help when all of a sudden your Michelin tires are running on another known rubber as opposed to a foreign identity? I, I mean, I think any time that uh, you can bring, uh, say, simplification in, in the way that, that we we build tires and and run uh, run with teams it, it does help the process for sure say uh, and, and i should mention as well if we ever need to use any wet weather tires for the intermittent master mx5 championship there will be michelin branded wets this year for for that championship yeah 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 well you know i, I would i would say that uh this is a byproduct of some supply chain issues but but you, you know again it will be uh, a great great wet weather product uh, for the championship as it always is um on my motorcycles on my cars i have to say even on my i can even lean my motorcycle over a bit more now i am i am no mark marquez but i have far more confident now i've got the uh, the uh michelin tires on me be a big bmw jason thank you very much indeed for everything you do thank you for the support of us here at imsa radio and indeed of sports car racing uh, across the world an exciting season for us and i'm sure for you yeah incredibly exciting to be here uh to be a part of this uh new era racing with gtp uh i'd really appreciate the time today john thank you thanks jason jason anzalone from michelin and uh well, those numbers are staggering, aren't they, with everybody working so hard down in the pit lane and uh, behind the paddock. So uh, this another opportunity for everybody to balance up their, uh, balance up their strategies, Jeremy. Uh, we, we said work the yellows. Who does this benefit, uh, particularly in the sharp end of the field? Is anybody going to pull back time? Well, the number 31 car that was... Um Certainly, it was running in second position here, but it was kind of off strategy with everybody else. But that was one of the cars that came in immediately before that caution period. Uh, and then when, it, when the other guys all came in during the caution, the number 31 car stayed out. Therefore, they are going to be in the lead. Pipo Durrani at the wheel of number 31 car. He will lead at the restart from Elio Castroneves, who, uh, who uh, did not take on tyres during that latest stop. And then Nick Tandy in the Porsche. Uh, so it's Cadillac Acura Porsche to the top three. Also on the lead lap is the number 10 car, which is now driven by Brendan Hartley for the first time today. Uh, so he will be in the fourth position, followed by Alex Lynn, who's the back at the wheel of the 02 car. So they are 
on a uh, second rotation now. I mean, he's just taken over from Earl Bamba. And then Sebastian Bourdais is, has just got back onto the lead lap, I believe. He's just got the wave around. He did not stop during his caution period, therefore was able to gain his lap back. Number 24 car, however, did stop, so will remain one lap down to the rest of the GTP field. So we've got six cars on the lead lap in GTP. 31, 66, 10, 0, 2, and 0, 1. In LMP2, the number 35 car did not make a pit stop uh, this time around. It, it had been in only a couple of laps before the caution period came out. So Francois Herriot has stayed out of the wheel of the TDS car. Uh, the second of the TDS cars, the other one having caused that caution period now out of the race. Ben Keating is now in second position in column 52. Fred Pordad in the uh, Proton car, the number 55 car, is in the uh, third position and still on the lead lap. One lap down is the number 04 car. It's a crowd strike by APR entry. Matt McMurray driving that car and also in the same lap as him, having just made uh, a splash of taking on a splash of fuel is Matthew Vazivier in the number 88 AF Corsa LMP2 car. In LMP3, both of the, the two leaders, number 36 and number 33, they're the only two cars on the lead lap. Uh, wait a minute. No, I think the 43 car has just got the wave around. And... Um, Yeah, so, so he is still he's not on the lead lap as well, I believe now. He just ducked into the pits, having got that wave around. So they're going to try and uh, take on service there and get back onto the lead lap. But 36 car leads, number 33 car in second position, number 43 in third place. And in GTD, uh, having made a pit stop shortly before the caution period, the Number 23, Aston Martin, stayed out. So David Pittard, whose birthday comes up in about know, four hours, uh, is going to be uh, is is now leading the class from number 32, uh, which is the GTD leader. Uh, David Pittard in number 23, Harta Racing, Aston Martin in GTD Pro. Number 32, Mercedes, uh, the quarter of motorsports entry, Michael Grenier, is uh, right behind him in second position. Then another GTD Pro car, that's Daniel Junkadela, in a WeatherTech Racing number 79. Then the second of the, the Heart of Racing Aston Martins, number 27, is next up, followed by Ben Barnicut in the GTD Pro Lexus. Then a non-pro Mercedes, the number 57, the Windward Racing Machine. They've done a really good job after that drama earlier on today as well. And then the Corvette, uh, is next up, so it's GTD Pro, GTD, GTD Pro, GTD, GTD Pro, GTD, and it's alternated the first eight car, nine cars, ten cars actually, in the GTD category. Thank you, Jeremy. Oh, on the ball as always, the uh, the lap charts are piling up here as we progress through the 61st 24 hours of Daytona, the Rolex 24 hours at Daytona, where the lucky winners in each class. Uh, will be the very proud owners of a Rolex Daytona winner's watch. It's Peter Mackay here up on the fifth floor here uh, at Daytona International Speedway watching the field under caution at the moment um, waiting to go back to green flag racing following behind the Cadillac 
the comes back to the Cadillac uh, pace car, but uh, let's get a report from Shea Adam down in pit lane. Well, a bit surprised, Peter, because the 13 AWA LMP3 machine just came into the pit lane at kind of a leisurely pace. The team leaving it out for the last two laps, uh, the last two opportunities of coming into the pit lane, and the rear wing is completely deranged. So this car is going to need either the rear wing to be slotted back in if such a thing can be easily done or else it's going to need an entirely new tail section. Thank you, Shay. Uh, Shay Adam down in the pit lane, getting all of the scoops for us as well, alongside Nick Damon, while Joseph Bradley takes a little break. I'm sure he's having a, a nap. He is a professional napper, is, uh, is Joe Bradley. And, uh, well, he's... Uh, He's just making sure he's fresh for his next stint down in this enormous pit lane here at Daytona International Speedway. Now, question for you, Jeremy. This, we've got this uh, really, I think, quite special uh, safety car arrangement where we've got a safety car from each GTP manufacturer. I can't remember the last race I saw where we had a different pace car coming out each time. Have you? Um, I, if, if anyone's seen it, you've seen it. Uh, to be honest, I don't really pay attention to safety cars, I'm sorry. <laughs> too, bu too busy doing lap charts. Oh, well, I've got, yeah, I'm concentrating more on the race than what's, uh, what, what uh, the safety car is, I must admit. Uh, sorry about that, can't really help you on that one. Well, it's a Cadillac at the moment. Is that right? It okay, is, it's cool. a blue Cadillac yeah. V series. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, IMSA has uh, uh, some tremendous partners in in. Uh, in, in in assisting putting on the, all these events and the races and the championships, and uh, they certainly try to to spread the wealth, so to speak. Um, and uh, you know, the, coming up for the green flag, there were there were four different uh, well pace cars, as they were then, because they don't become a safety car until the race actually starts. But there were four different uh, pace cars in line abreast, leading up towards the green flag, which was kind of cool. Actually, actually didn't see, notice which cars they were. I must admit, but. Uh, well, the Cadillac V pace car pulls away and it's time to go back racing again. Pippo Durrani for Action Express Racing and Cadillac will lead us back into green flag racing with 17 hours and 21 minutes to go. Down into turn one they go. Jostling for position, all of the GTP cars. Oh, spin! Big spin for the number 60. Marshank racing Acura off at turn one. Well, did he push or was he pushed or did he fall? Gets back going again. That is uh, Elio Castro Neves there is now right in the heart of the GT field there. So what happened to Elio Castro Neves down into turn one? Of course, under caution, uh, the tyres not quite at their optimum temperature and pressure after a, a caution period. So Elio Castro Neves dropped right down the order. So Pippo Durrani leads for Action Express, but Elio Castroneves now is in a world of pain, trying to get through GT traffic as he goes through the kink. So, replay then through the tri-oval, and goes Elio goes to go around the Action Express car and loses it on his own, Jeremy. Locks up under brakes, car gets a big snap on, and even someone of Elio's ability and skill and experience that can catch him out that's a rare error from Elio Castroneves there yeah, yeah I mean wow. he, he was behind he was he he was uh, trying to make a pass on the outside line Pippa Durrani sort of stayed out a little bit wider than, than he might have anticipated but yeah there's, uh, there's certainly no blame for Pippa Durrani there in my eyes 
And uh, Castronovas, he's, he's breaking on the outside line. The car just sort of snaps a little bit sideways. He uh, has been telling us all week how difficult these cars can be on cold tyres. And still, until you get the heat, the temperature into them, then they are really, really tricky to drive. And he just kind of got a bit of a tank slapper on under braking, lost it. He's, he, he did a good job not to not to sort of rear-end uh, Pipo Durrani there, I think, and uh, it, it instead sacrificed himself and spun off the outside. The good news is... There's no, uh, there was no contact with anything, but those tyres were well locked up. So yeah, he's going to bring that car now into the pits, and I would imagine have a set, fresh set of tyres. So into the pits then comes Elio Castroneves, uh, and yeah, those will be four very flat-spotted Michelins Absolutely. as well. Nick Damon down in pit lane. Yeah, they, they are having a big old inspection on the tyres. They've put a new front right on. I think they are going to put in a complete set. I, I watched that. and this is, you know, That accident, I can tell you exactly what happened there, um, is that he came in, he, as he came in, he suddenly saw he was going to rear-end the 31 car. And so to avoid doing that, he applied extra brake pressure, which locked the rear up, and that was it. He just, he, yeah, he hit, I no, I don't want to accuse a professional racer of panic braking, but he just applied a bit of extra pressure, and that was it. Um, and then suddenly he was the rear at the front and off he went in the trap. Luckily, of course, at turn one you can do that. But he's obviously flat spotted, picked up some tyres, and I assume he's going to be, you know, rolling the back of the, uh, the number. The uh, air gun the, you can hear are the uh, the recovering 25 BMW, which is uh, back out again after another small visit behind the wall it had, but it's now back out and running again. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Nick Damon down in pit lane for us. So leader of the race has the, that has uh, no that is held by Pippo Durrani at the moment by 2.8 seconds from Nick Tandy in the number 6 Porsche Penske Motorsport uh, machine Alex Lynn in the 0-2 car for Cadillac Racing is in third Jeremy yeah so Pippo Durrani and that number 31 car becomes the 6th different car to lead this race that's the 16th lead change he took the lead there by, by virtue of not making a pit stop during that pre, uh, recent caution period. By the way, before that caution period, we'd run two hours and 50 minutes of, uh, of green flag racing. That's more than the, the length of a usual WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race. So we're normally two hours and 40 minutes. So that was a really good, long, clean stint of racing there. Really fascinating to see how the race was unfolding. I, I totally agree, Jeremy. I think it gave us a real picture of what the real race pace uh, standing order is and who came uh, to uh, the fore. Um, so it's it's Cadillac who lead for now uh, with Pippo Durrani, but it's just going to come back and forth all the way through the night. So, you know, before that yellow flag came through, we had Acura looking very strong. Now they've got some There's work to contact. catch up. Oh, spin, spin, well spotted, Jeremy. That's the number 18 era Motorsport LMP2, driven at the moment by uh, Dwight Merriman, the car owner, and he is Beachway. He's got power, so he's just got to wait for the field, all the field to go through. He's spun just coming on to the super speedway section, and there's a load of GT cars to get through. That'd be pretty frightening for Dwight, waiting for that all to get through. But the marshal's signalling with a yellow flag to warn the field coming through. Great work from them. He refires, gets the headlights on, fires up that Gibson V8 engine. Now, he's driving... Ah, going to try and just turn it around. Uh... Now, this is strange, Jeremy. They, they, I thought he had power and ready to get going again, but that number 18 car has come to a halt again. I really hope this 
doesn't trigger another full course yellow. There's something not quite right at the wheel of that number 18, Ira Motorsports LMP2 Orica. And, ah, was, was actually hit by one of the LMP3 cars. Is that the Andretti cars. car? I think yes. That's the LMP3 leader, Rasmus Lint, driving that car. Oh dear, well race control will be looking at it Uh, they are so on the ball in there in our next door booth and the 18 car is uh, still uh, the Eero Motorsport LMP2 is still there but uh, down to Shea Adam in pit lane Yeah, that was just the uh, Andretti car that hit it, Uh, Peter the number 36 was standing at their pit box when they realised that they were the perpetrators of that spin, there was a big sigh of uh, well not relief but the exact opposite of that from their box Thanks, Shay. That's um, yeah. I can imagine the mood is is odd at the moment in the Andretti number thirty-six. They've carried on. They don't appear to be held back much by the incident. But the eighteen car it's still Dwight Merriman struggling to get that car uh, running on its own power. Uh, it's it is one minute it's moving, one minute it's not. He is off the off the circuit, but is kind of. <laughs> It's, any, any other car with a similar issue he would be in a dangerous position he's ah there he goes he's managed to get some reverse gear and that should allow Dwight Merriman to rejoin the circuit as well so if he's found reverse hopefully getting first gear won't be too much trouble as well it's been a tricky day for Era Motorsport uh, Jeremy they won it two years ago last year didn't go well at all with a crash very early on and this year is isn't going quite to plan unfortunately no, they've had a few incidents and yeah. a few off course excursions i think there was there were already uh what four five laps down yeah. or five laps down now to another car going slowly there as well that's 21 af course of ferrari yes it is oh and that's at the super it's speedway as well d car they've got difficulties as well i think haven't they? simon manchard at the wheel of that car Yes, that's uh, the, one of the new Boy, 296 GTDs. Un- unrelated. Who's that in the garage? One of the BMW oh, GTP the BMW? cars as well. Okay. Um, yeah, car twenty, car 25, the car that's had problems. So that's just a 24-hour test now uh, for BMW car number 25. Car 21, the Ferrari GTD car, uh, has got going. Simon Mann for AF Corsa has got going. I have to say they have the best coffee in the IMSA paddock. I trust <laughs> the Italian team to have the best coffee. Elio Castroneves has got back, back going again, but Jeremy, what have you spotted? But he has lost a, he, he has lost a lap uh-huh. now wow. to the uh, leader, I think. Uh, and um, he's, so he's got uh, a lot of work to make up here. He's only about 14 seconds ahead of, Brian, of Col- Colton Herter in the uh, number 24 BMW. So, yeah, those two cars are, are lapped down now to the rest of the field. Boy, Elio will be kicking himself for that one. Car 21 apparently has continued. That's good news. It so has, we, yes. We, we've managed, again, great work there by race control. But having been patient to making sure every all the teams will know there was an incident down there at turn six. So to, to exercise caution. And there's, because of that, there's no other dramas and we're able to keep the race under green flag conditions yeah exactly and well we've got superb marshal teams and race control team here at Daytona International Speedway and the IMSA WeatherTech paddock and uh, yeah handling that really really well um, so penalty uh, just an update after that last uh, that last yellow we saw a penalty for car number nine that's the FAF Motorsport Porsche another team having 
not the best day at the office, unfortunately. Um, a pit lane speed violation. They got a drive-through penalty for that. Uh, car 17, one of the uh, Wayne Boyd-driven Duquen, uh, full service in closed pit, stop plus 60. Um, that's a painful one um, as well. So a couple of penalties coming through in that last section of yellow. You can get in touch with us here in the uh, IMSA Radio booth at IMSA Radio on Twitter. Send us a tweet and uh, we'll be delighted to hear from you. Thank you so much to you all who have got in touch uh, so far. Seven hours and 11 minutes to go. Pippo Durrani leads the 61st Rolex 24 hours at Daytona from the returning Nick Tandy. He had a couple of years away from the Porsche family. He has returned to a brand that's brought him so much success in his career, and he's returned at the very top of the sport. Third, it's Alex Lynn, uh, the 0-2 car for Cadillac Racing. That is actually a World Endurance Championship entry that has entered the Rolex 24-hour uh, as part of the convergence that we have now have between sports car racing in North America and in the rest of the world and really showing that that works. A great driver lineup there, El Bamber, Alex Lynn and Richard Westbrook. Brendan Hartley uh, is out in fourth position in the Acura ARX 06 for Konica Minolta, Winter the Racing and Andretti Autosport. And Sebastian Bourdais, 0-1, Cadillac. Uh, in fifth at the moment, Jerry. Having just been passed a couple of laps ago by Brendan Hartley in that Conica Minolta car number 10, and Brendan Hartley has made himself scarce in the last two laps. He's pulled out five seconds over Sebastian Bourdais, so he is charging along again. These Acuras look really, really strong, mm. don't they? But th that's the good news. The bad news is that one of them's a lap down. That's Elio Castro Neves having had that spin at turn one at the restart. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, for, for those who have been watching the race since the beginning, uh, Meierschrank Racing, uh, number 60 Acura, have been so good on re on restarts, funnily enough. In, in the heat of the day, they were really, really strong, pulling away very well, whether it was uh, Tom Vlonkvist, Colin Brown, uh, or even with Sa Simon Pagenaud as well. The whole driver lineup have, have been really showing some pace and arguably... You know, putting their case forward to be the favourite for the race, but there's so long to go, so much that can happen. Every restart is going to be another uh, opportunity to, to make make paces, but also potentially uh, covered with pitfalls as well. So fascinating stuff in GTP, but there's loads of good oh, racing yeah. going on in the other categories, Jeremy, as well, oh, yeah. everywhere you look. Absolutely, you're right there. Peter Mackay, because in GTD now we've got a new leader overall in GTD, Michael Grenier in the number 32 Courtoff Motorsports Mercedes has got past the GTD Pro car of David Pittard uh, but so he now leads all of the GTD cars got Pro cars in second and third Daniel Junkadela is driving number 79 car he remains in third position where he was at the restart followed by Marco Sorensen in the second second of the harder racing cars and second place also in non-pro and then Ben Barnicker to number 14, Lexus, and Indy Doncha in number 57, Winwood Mercedes. They're all nose to tail. Those, uh, those six cars, absolutely nose to tail in the GTD ranks. And they pulled out just a little bit already over Antonio Garcia in car number three. Down to Shea Adam in pit lane. Question for Mr. Jeremy Shaw. Are we expecting the number 75 Sun Energy 1 Mercedes into the pit lane anytime soon? Does that seem okay with you? You've broken him, Shay. I've broken him. 
I, I don't think so. Why? They are up on the wall with the fuel nozzle. Oh, well, no. I mean, they came in with every, pretty much everybody else uh, during that caution period. So, no, I wouldn't have expected that to see that car on pit lane, Shay. I'll keep an eye on them. Thank They've, you. Uh, they're still standing on the wall. They put the fuel nozzle back down, but they have four mechanics up on the wall. Okay. Uh, Axel Jeffries from Zimbabwe is driving that car at the moment. He's running sixth in GTD uh, and running very, very, very competitively in his first uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race. And we're st- ah, now, are they back-timing to the... No, we are, we're, we've gone past our uh, first uh, Michelin Endurance Cup points uh, benchmark at 18 hours to go, so it's not for that. But the one thing is for sure, she had to misses nothing. Uh, she misses nothing. Um, so we'll keep, a, we'll keep a close watch uh, on that one. Car number 57, Windward Mercedes. This is one of the... Uh, one of the real heartwarming stories uh, of the, the week, uh, uh, starting, unfortunately, with bad news. Uh, Lucas Auer having a, a bad accident uh, a couple of days ago, um, has luckily had successful surgery and, and hopefully will make a full uh, recovery from that, uh, which is great, great news uh, from the team. Um, but the team, the car itself was destroyed. So Windward Racing had to fly their mechanics to Texas to pick up the spare car, drive it here to Florida, and then rebuild it, and it is out on track and competing very close to the front. It's third in GTD at the moment, and right there at the front of the field, at the moment, that car being driven by Indy Doncha as as well. So, fan- fantastic story, Jeremy. It shows you the tenacity of a sports car team when they get put, uh, put in a corner. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, talking of the Michelin Endurance Cup, the unofficial results are out after six hours of the race. In GTP, the number 10 car took maximum points from that uh, opening tranche of points that uh, were awarded. Number 31 car was in second position. Number 60 car in third. Uh, in LMP2, the number 11 car that's now out of the race after that accident was the, uh, the class leader at the six-hour mark. It's a TDS racing number 11 car ahead of the teammate car number 35. And then PR1 Matheson Motorsports, the defending uh, class champion in, in LMP2, uh, rounded out the third position. In LMP3, it was number 36 Andretti Autosport entry ahead of number 33 for Sean Creech Motorsports. And then MRS GT Racing making a really good debut in this championship in car number 43 in third position. So top three all Ligiers. GTD Pro, the harder racing team, Aston Martin, car number 23, took maximum points, five. Uh, ahead of the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes, that's car number 79. And the Corvette, uh, car number three, in third position. In GTD, again, harder racing team, car number 27, out in front, maximum points. Number 32, Team Courthoff, Mercedes in second place. And the Sun Energy 1, Mercedes in third. That's car number 75. Jeremy Shaw here on IMSA Radio. Uh, around the circuit, uh, you can tune in uh, for a, on 107.9 uh, around here at the Daytona International Speedway. The uh, Speedway absolutely packed with race fans. It's just uh, so heartwarming to see so many fans here enjoying the Rolex 24-hour here at Daytona. So many RVs, the campsites are full, the car parks are full, and uh, the atmosphere coming in this morning was just fantastic, and it's a real pleasure to be part of this event. And uh, IMSA put a superb race on, which is roaring on into the night here 
as well. Uh, we're going to go down to Nick Damon, who is with Proton Competitions, Jimmy Bruni. Ah, Jimmy, is, is, is it, whenever I bump into you, whatever outfit you're wearing, it just means, oh, yes, great, there's an endurance race. So we're with the 55 Proton Competition, obviously in P2. How's the, how's the race going for you guys at the moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, at the moment, we, we, are, we are here in Daytona. It's, a been, a, it's been a very, let's say, stressful uh, last few days uh, because mechanics did an incredible job to rebuild the car completely from uh, Fred accident and qualifying. And then uh, the other, my teammate uh, the other day on practice. Uh, at the moment, it's running okay. As usual, Daytona. We just try to uh, stay out of trouble. It's already a big goal uh, with 61 cars starting the grid, uh, the Rolex 24 hours. So let's see, let's see uh, how the night goes. It's a long night, 13 hours, uh, and we are limited with drivers because uh, our silver driver was first time in the night and he couldn't drive and practice, so he's not allowed to race. Uh, we see, I mean, we see, if, if we see the sunrise tomorrow morning, it's, it's a big goal and then we think about but in many ways, of course, it is really about the team learning to run a prototype because, of course, you've got a much faster prototype coming, hopefully in time for Le Mans when you pick up the, your, your Porsche. I mean, I mean, this is really about that team moving on from being a, a GT team to a prototype team, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's learning for me completely because uh, I start to go back we're breaking with the left foot. Uh, I, the last 16, 16 years I was right, uh, so I went back left foot breaking like in Formula. Uh, so for me, it's a le big learning curve uh, on MP2. I hope we can finish this race and also for the team. And uh, we just try to get more experience as possible, like you said, on the prototype. Uh, we're ready and we are waiting uh, the 963. Yeah, it's, 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 it's awful, isn't it? You know, normal people have to go on a waiting list to get a Porsche, and even you have to go on a waiting list to get a Porsche, and you're a racing team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it it's, it's, will be a crazy year, a strange year, but it's the same for everyone. Uh, limited in parts, limited in the deliveries from the road cars to the racing car. Uh, so uh, I hope we can, uh, we can be, uh, let's say, sorted with team drivers and everything when we get the, the new car. Good luck for the rest of the weekend and uh, hopefully see you in the uh, Porsche with the mom. Yep, thank you.